Hello, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. Good afternoon, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. The news comes at you fast. America's Food and Drug Administration have said that Trump was incorrect. There's information and misinformation. Their own NAFDAQ came out and told Donald Trump, we're going to be waiting here. Where are you talking? Are you talking with by yourself? It is okay. And making sense of it can be hard. Kayode. Let me talk. Kayode, I, will, I will let you talk. Kayode. Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. But that's my job. Let's talk context. Let's talk statistics. Let's talk about those bills at the Senate right now. Let's talk to the experts and the newsmakers. Um, I, I see the kind of stability that would, would, would allow uh, growth to happen by this time next year. Every weekday at 3. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesi. Let's talk hard facts. Lagos. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. We've crossed 33,000 confirmed cases. There were 595 more cases yesterday. COVID-19 is still raging. It's not over. It's not a hoax. So please take every precaution. Mask up. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. Sanitize your hands. If you get home, if you were disposable mask destroy that mask and don't stop educating everybody around you keep telling them um what they need to do so that they can be safe and they can keep you safe which is most important the other day i was out buying roasted corn and roasted pear and uh the men who were seated seated around the woman who was roasting her corn were all busy telling me ah is it scam is it lie and I, I was I was exhausted. But right there and then, from a distance, I started to tell these men, you know, this is this is why you're wrong. This is why what you're saying is ignorant. This and this and this and this have happened. Do you think that if this was a lie, uh, uh, would have governments all over the world bleeding money, would have the Nigerian government bleeding money trying to put out a fire that doesn't exist? And then when I started to talk like that, you're like, hmm... Madam, you have a point. You have a point. So hopefully I convinced them. If I didn't, at least hopefully they're, they're protecting themselves. Because they're like, oh, ideal, but you know, they like that. No, but ideal, but uh, it's, it's, it's exhausting. But we can't get tired of educating everybody. And also keep telling them to listen to hard facts. Eh? Keep listening to hard facts. I have a great show for all half a million of you today. I'm starting with the big three. Let's talk about the NMA wanting to dis the health commissioners in Kogi and Cross River for allegedly lying about COVID-19 not being there. Then let's talk about Save the Children International, saying COVID-19 may worsen our out-of-school children problem. And then let's talk about Enugu police sa- saving another child from violence at home. Yes. We'll uh, talk about this on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75825. YouTube is Nigeria Info FM. We're streaming right now, so you can go and watch. We're also streaming on um, Twitter. 
and uh, well, no, sorry, we're streaming on Facebook, not Twitter. Uh, Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Nigeria Info 99.3. On Community You Report, let's talk about bus stops. Jukwudi is going to be reporting live from a bus stop at Ibejuleki that a lot of you have complained about. So look forward to that conversation. On the big hard fact, let's talk about the EFCC. We have Magu uh, all over the headlines. That's the case everybody's talking about. And it's making me think about how the commission works, right? And how it can be made more transparent. And I'm going to have that conversation at five with Denis Samakri. You're going to get news updates at the top of every hour. After the news at six, I'll hand you over to uh, Rufai for conversations. You need to listen to every minute because we've got just a minute coming up. But right now, it's time for The Big Three. The Big Three. On the hard facts. On 99.3. Nigeria Info. Show the NMA discipline the Crush River and Kogi Health Commissioners. How can Nigeria prevent a boom in out-of-school children due to COVID-19? And why are so many Nigerians abusive towards children? I feel like we have that conversation once every week, but it's an important conversation. Those are your big three. Let's talk. Our first story is the NMA president saying that the Kogi and Cross River uh, Health Commissioners may be disciplined. I've been telling you for weeks about how the medical community is upset with the state governments in in the two states. And the doctors say that the government are lying about COVID-19 not being in the state. The NCDC agrees that the states are lying. The NCDC said that Governors Yaya Bello and uh, Ben Ayade are playing politics with people's lives. Now, the Nigeria Medical Association says that they've had enough. The NMA president says that they're going after the health commissioners. Both health commissioners are doctors, so they're under the NMA in their professional capacity. In fact, let me read you the NMA president, uh, president's statement, what he said, Professor Innocent Uja. He said, quote, what those commissioners are doing is to endanger the lives of the people instead of advising their governors properly. They don't live on islands. Kogi is a transit state. Cross River has international borders. I think they have recorded five already, and it could be more. I believe the commissioners are coming out to play politics with human lives. They are going to be arraigned by the Dental and Medical Council for unethical behavior. They are medical doctors and it is within the purview of the MDCN to discipline them. And if found guilty, appropriate punishment will be meted out to them. End quote. So that's the stand of the NMA. As given by its president, Professor Innocent Uja. Like I said, the health uh, commissioners are doctors. In fact, as far as the NMA is concerned, they are doctors first and commissioners second. So their first duty is to protect lives, not to be loyal to government. So as far as the NMA is concerned, if the government is suggesting a policy that is dangerous to public health, the health commissioners are supposed to oppose it and expose it, not go along with it. And so now they want to discipline them. And I wonder what you think about it. Do you agree with uh, the NMA? 
Do you agree that the health commissioners in Cross River and Kogi, along with their governors, are playing politics? Do you agree with the NMA's position? If you're a doctor, please call me and tell me what you think about this. If the health commissioners are lying about COVID-19, not being in their states, and if indeed they are suppressing positive tests, are they violating the Hippocratic Oath? Doctors who are listening, I want to hear from you. If you can't call into the show, send us a WhatsApp message. If the health commissioners are lying about COVID-19 not being in their states, and if indeed they are suppressing positive tests, are they violating the Hippocratic Oath? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can send us a message via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. And you can also uh, tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM and uh, share your thoughts on Facebook where we're streaming this conversation live. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Hello. Thanks for calling. Yeah, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. What's your name? My name is Ezekiel. Welcome. Yeah, hey, Sandra. This, this, you know, it's a, it's a bit somewhat because at the point where the governors were very, very vocal, the health commissioner was silent. They were like, they were, were very, 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 very silent. The work we, I, I, I mean, as I view this, the work with the health commissioner we are supposed to do was what the governors were doing. But you know what? At what point would you put? Would you really do your your pro your your professional work and um, and at the same time, still the same try to 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 play to uh, one, trying to to play a very safe card between the governor and the head commission is what we are having here. Because the head commi- the, the, the head commissioner we are supposed to if you ask me, they're supposed to put life first. They're supposed to put life first. But in this case I view it that they were trying to instead of them doing their work, they were they they, they, were, they were trying to, to to obey more the to pay more attention to what the governors were saying. Hmm. When Ben Ayade and uh, the other man in Kogi we are clamoring of they don't have a single head, you know. The head commissioner, we are very, very silent. So, see, not to step on tools. Mm. At what point exactly would you be, would you do, would you do your professional work and at the same time, see, come back to, like, uh, try, try not to disobey the, the, the man who is at the top, which is the governor. So it's, it's very, very, it's a, it's a, if you look at critically, uh, it's, it's a serious thing. I don't really know how to really how these people play this guy, but what I see there, what I see the health governor we are obeying the governor of the state more hmm. than doing their professional duties. That's why we land ourselves in this mess. If it is, if, if, well, the health commissioner we are supposed are they supposed to be independent? Are they not supposed to report to the governor of the state? Mm-hmm. But when the governor is trying, is is pushing it hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, how will you be able to balance it? You don't want the health commissioner to come and try to say something else. Why the governor is opposing them? There might be a, be, there might be a few 
between these two people, and the governor want to, and the head commissioner want to play safe. What if, what, what if, what if they had resigned? Why don't we have what, what? What? Why don't we have a culture of resignation? If, for instance, the, the governors, if if, if 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 obeying the governors meant violating their professional ethics, do you think they should have resigned? That is our major problem, and not only the health commissioner, but the health sector. We always want to obey the man and the soul, irrespective of whatever is felt at the expense of the people. Now, see where we land our, we landed ourselves. And believe you me, there, are, there might be serious cases of COVID in the state. But due to this whole confusion of the whole thing, at the point, it looks like the, the, the NCDC and the, and, and the, the, health, uh, the, the, the health commissioners of that state, or the state in general, we have to come to a serious issue. Let me talk to Sunday. Ezekiel, thanks for calling. Sunday, hello. Hello, Sunday. Aw, Sunday isn't there anymore. Thank, thank you for calling, though. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? Hello. Hello. Unfortunately, your line isn't very clear, so you're going to have to call us back. Hello. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? This is Mr. Benibo Gideon. Welcome. From Satellite. Welcome to the show. You see, uh, what is happening, uh, uh, the first time I heard about this, that mm. the Kogi and Cross River don't have COVID-19 patients, mm. I was shocked that for the whole of that state, is everywhere and it's only those two states, it's not possible. Mm. Now, it then means that these commissioners have joined the governors to play politics with the life of their people, and which is very bad. Probably the commissioners want to be loyal to their governors forgetting their code of conduct. I remember some time ago when I was writing ICANN exams. Mm. Those days, they would say their code of conduct, you know, when mm. somebody gives you money somewhere uh, and say it's not bribe, just mm. hold it. Be careful. One day, they will, they will do something very terrible and will not want you to talk mm. because they have given you something behind. Mm. So I, I, I really don't know the, the relationship between these two. The, if it were me, I would have said, let me resign. Not to kill people, not to put people's life in danger. Hmm. I would have said, if I'm, if I'm the commissioner, mm-hmm. I would have said, let me resign. Let them go and pick someone else. You see, so the, 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 the profession need to take this matter very, very serious. Okay. Thank All right. You. Thanks for calling. Chooks, hello. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon to you. Yeah. Um, first of the last um, two callers, you, you asked him the question, what about... Um, the um, the doctors resigning, hmm. and um, that question. Hello, Chooks. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Because I was putting myself in their shoes. Hmm. I mean, we can't in this um, particular part of um, the world. Uh, we can't guarantee them another job, so they have to keep the one they have. My own problem is this: I think the governors have too much power. They have too much, too many powers because all these people we are talking about, they are the ones that put them there one way or another. So they have to also bow down to them. I think the, their powers should be cut short. If their powers are being cut short, if if their powers, if they, they don't have enough, the grand power they exhibit these days, hmm. things will be done the correct way. That is my own. All right. Thanks for calling to share it with me. We've got Christopher on the line. Hello, Christopher. Yes. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes. 
Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, this case is... Uh, I don't know what I would say about this case, but it is very, very pitiable. Do, 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 you, think, do you think the NMA is right um, that... Um, um, you know they have to that what the commissioners of health in in these states did was unethical. Yes, the enemy is very very right. If if it calls for discipline, they should be disciplined. If possible, their licenses should be withdrawn hmm. because this is endangering lives of the citizens of that state. Actually, hmm. I lived and I grew up in Cross River State. Okay. I lived there up till today. Like my family house is located there in Cross River State. Mm. So doing that will be tantamount to, you know, mass annihilation. Mm. What those commissioners did, when I saw those records that the Cross River State had no case, mm. I kind of believed it. But when I saw Kogi's own, mm. to be frank with you, I never believed Kogi's own because Kogi has nine land borders with nine different states. Mm. So there is no way Kogi State as a whole would not have had one case. But I just need to explain politics. This case is a case of quid pro quo. You know, scratch my back, I scratch your back. Okay. Because I, I see no reason why the commissioners would not just resign. If, you know, telling the truth would be, would be seen like a disrespect to the apostles who happens to be the governors of these two states. Mm. So, to me, I feel that um, the commissioners of health in those two states should be disciplined appropriately by the Nigerian Medical and Dental Association. All right. Thanks for calling me. Malik, hello. Hi. Good to have you on the show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, we have a very, uh, how do I put it now? The situation is a bit tricky. Um, I, I do understand that normally, ethically, the commissioners should have reported. Okay. Uh, but the truth is, what, I think Chooks made a very valid contribution in regards to the reality on ground. Hmm. Uh, firstly, they are, they are looking out for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's important for ethically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also like to know, were they appointed based on the recommendation of the NME? No, no, no. Uh, exactly. So if they were not, uh, I find you could say they could be brought... I, I mean, they are no medical doctors. But the NME asked them to come report or something. Probably not. Uh, maybe the powers the governors have uh, are what we should be looking at and uh, you know how to protect such people that would come out and speak against such ills regarding commissioners and all that. We're talking about oath. What kind of oath of secrecy or what did they sign with the governor? Because that's also very critical. Are you for the state? Because it depends on how you paint the story as well. Is this for or against the state? Hmm. But 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 you also have a situation where these medical these are medical doctors who have gone far in their profession. They are more likely to find another job than other people. If medical doctors who have if medical doctors who have risen to the rank of health commissioner cannot resign on principle, then who can? I, I agree with you, Sandra. It's a tricky one because it, it also points out the corruption we've been talking about in our country. I mean, the average medical doctor at that level, if he's not a commissioner, probably will never end what he's going to be earning as a commissioner. So we, we are in a very dire situation in our country. And it's it, uh, sometimes very hard to have this conversation, you know, realistically. Hmm. Uh, 
What's a realistic way to have this conversation? What would be realistic? What's a realistic expe- expectation? Tell me. Uh, for me, realistically, right now, is finding ways to ensure if commissioners speak against the governor, mm. uh, there's no no backlash from any political, you know, office or something. People need to feel protected and feel like, okay, if I resign today. Uh, there's something out there for me. Where, where, where is the room for personal integrity, or isn't that in the conversation anymore? Isn't that a it valid expectation be. for public servants? It, it should be, but unfortunately, and uh, the way it is today, mm. I'm not sure that is something that it puts out there for for consideration. Mm. The mm. way it is today, realistically speaking, mm. I, I don't think integrity counts anymore in, in public offices. I mean, I've got government officials at one point or the other and I have to leave that particular it was a private firm serving the police uh, serving a, a government um, a couple of projects mm-hmm. and I have to leave the company based on my own, my own I just couldn't understand but a lot of people stood there and uh, they did what they had to do and they, they're living their life alright Malik so, thanks for calling me let me talk to Udo for a bit hello Udo hmm Udo isn't there anymore, unfortunately, but thank you for calling me, Udo. Uh, Nigeria may end up with even more permanently out-of-school children because of COVID-19. And that's our second story. Save the Children International just released a report on the impact of COVID-19 on education. They're worried that government is going to spend less on education, while at the same time, families will get poorer. And so they won't be as interested in sending children to school. We already have tens, uh, 10 million uh, children out of school. But Save the, Ch- Save the Children is saying that we could end up with far, far more. Now, remember a couple of weeks ago when the federal government passed the new emergency budget, we talked about how funding for UBEC, the Universal Basic Education Council, dropped. Remember? So we're already seeing exactly what the Save the uh, Children uh, International uh, uh, Foundation is talking about, is worried about. Because that UBEC money is supposed to be used by states to improve facilities in schools and also fund enrollment programs. Now, these programs were already not working great anyway, but now with reduced funding, the worry is that when COVID is over, there won't be proper programs in place to keep the poorer children in school. And you also have private schools that are also in distress. Most of them have just lost two terms worth of school fees. They may be about to lose a third. So let's say that schools resume in the new year. How many of those private schools will be in a position to start? Bear in mind, of course, that so many of them are owing teachers salaries right now. In fact, we're even hearing from NAPS, the Nigerian Association of Proprietors of Private Schools, that the government is promising to help them pay salary arrears. But there are big questions there. Where will the money come from? How will the payments be made transparently? Who qualifies to get that money? 
So yeah, COVID-19 is really hitting education hard. We talked last week about the suspended YAC exams. I had an uh, education expert on the show, Dr. Peter Ogudor, uh, on the on the show with us. And he told you how they can't really fault government because they're trying to stop the spread of the infection. The education minister said he doesn't mind if students lose one year of school to preserve life. But in Akwaibom, the government is saying that that's not our portion. No. In Akwaibom, the government is saying our children cannot lose one year. So they want to be allowed to hold exams, to hold WIAC exams. They think that they can control the virus long enough for the exams. And I wonder what you think about that. What do you think about all of this? Because there, there are really no easy answers. Every day on this show, I'm getting WhatsApp messages from teachers who are saying to me, Sandra, talk about private school teachers who are suffering. I'm getting messages on social media. They're all the time. They're talk- there, there are no easy answers. None of us don't see COVID-19 before. This COVID-19 are new experience with all of us they experience. And that's why when people are talking about COVID-19 is not real, I ask them, do you honestly think that a government will put so many businesses out of business for something that doesn't exist? Do you honestly think that government would put its own self? Because it's also not receiving revenue. It's losing revenue. And if you believe that government is as corrupt as government is, do you honestly think that they would lose one more source of making money for themselves if they could? So that alone should tell you, okay, this thing, you get a CBE, hook them for truth. You don't know what they go do about them. So there are no easy answers with this thing. It seems like we are stuck between exposing ourselves to COVID-19 or delaying our children's education. But that's even assuming that government has the money to keep education running in the first place. Sarah seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. How do we prevent a boom in out-of-school children due to COVID-19? How do we do that? How should government go about maintaining education funding, even as revenue continues to drop? How should government be helping private schools pay salary arrears? Should they even be doing that to begin with? And where do you stand on this WIAC exam suspension? Where do you stand? Rotimi is on the line. Hello, Rotimi. Hello. Thanks for calling. Thank you. You see, my sister, the thing is this. The problem with us in Africa, we use the strategy that the Europeans and Americans and Chinese are using to treat our own local ringworm here. And that will destroy our predominantly informal economy, which relies solely on agricultural products and the like. And oil for oil that that is almost going out of out of uh, control. You see, we cannot. You, 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 there used to be middle class. The middle class thing is no longer in place now. We only have the noble rich and the poor poor down below. What the minister the minister can say he can he can, he can the minister and those in Abuja and the politician can afford to lose two years for their own children not to take exam, but they have access to international examinations and they have their, their, their bank account loaded. You cannot do that for the children of the farmers in the remote areas of Abia, Akure, 
Karamoda, he cannot walk. And what glad in my heart when the Minister for Education was trying to throw some light, maybe today or over the weekend, was that, look, the states are in control of the education. It's on the concurrent list. So the federal government cannot be dominated down that hey, states. You cannot go and see. Or your has called back its education, for instance. And look, Sandra, if you look at the statistics, it is not that the issue of COVID-19 is unreal. It is real. But the, the love that we have in Nigeria and by Central Africa is that as of today, close to 7 million people have been infected. In Nigeria, less than 30,000 people have been infected. Look at this difference. Again, when you look at the death rate, in Nigeria, we, we have, let us say, 700, less than 800, but let us even assume that we have 2,000 deaths against almost 600 deaths globally. So, you see, and what is giving us this uh, immunity, largely, is our son. They don't have it in all those areas. You can say they have it in Brazil, but again, our food culture differs. So I, I think what our government should embrace is to ring it, make it a, 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 an assignment to be dominating the ears of our people that don't eat, look, eat, eat the nourishing foods that boost your uh, uh, immunity across Nigeria. And is, look, all these drugs that we rely upon cannot work for us lightly. And over the weekend, the, even the director general of NAVDAC, Professor, I forgot her name now, she, she, she was an, in the U.S. for a long time. Look, she confirmed that there are some drugs in Nigeria, the local herbal, that have now been approved for lessening the effect of COVID-19 and boosting our immunity the more. So why can't we promote that? Like, where, where did she say so that? Like, if if the NAFTAG DG said that, you don't think it would be bigger news? You don't think it would make it to the mainstream news? I wouldn't, I wouldn't know why the media hadn't, uh, haven't uh, lied on that. I mean, where, where, where did you see it? Where did you see that report? Because of the professor of pharmacognosis and so on. She said over the weekend on, on, on NTA when she was being interviewed. You see, see. My, my take is this, Sandra. Mm. Look, in the village, look, they talk of data now, Zoom. How many farmers in the villages have access to data of 200? And look, the, 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 the thing is, our government should not use this yardstick of the fact that they have accounts, their accounts loaded with money. They should consider also those in the villages who do not, if, who cannot even afford the cost of work. So you, a whole year now, you, are go, you, can't, you can't afford, the state can, cannot afford to do that. All right, Only the, you know, the of the rich can do that. Can do that. Thanks for calling us. We've got Sunday on the line. Hello, Sunday. You still there? Mm, fortunately, Sunday isn't there anymore. Sunday, sorry about that. Call back if you can, okay? You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I am Sandra Ezekwesili. We've got so much more conversation coming your way. We've got WhatsApp where you can share your thoughts. 080-959-75825. Twitter is at Nigeria Info FM. And uh, Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. We've told you that the NMA president is saying that the Kogi and Cross River 
health commissioners may be disciplined. And we have also told you that the Save the Children International uh, released a report on the impact of COVID-19 on education. And they have said that Nigeria may end up with even more permanently out-of-school children because of COVID-19. Remember, of course, that Nigeria has 10 million uh, children out of school already. We've got Andrew on the line. Andrew's in Lekki. Hello, Andrew. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to talk about the private school um, situation. Go ahead. Situation, yeah. Okay. I happen to be a teacher. Hmm. And um, this morning, I was having a conversation with the owner of my school. Okay. And um, she's a member of NAPS. Okay. And um, she was telling me that the same thing you just said now, that the federal government has promised to give them money. Hmm. And NAPS, the association has actually given them a lot of forms to fill and all that. And they are, the levies they are owing, they must pay up to date and make sure they are not owing the association before they can be entitled to those loans. Hmm. Um, to those grants, anyways. Okay. And for me, that's the welcome idea, fine. If that's if they will lose the money anyway. But my problem is this. What about the children? Now, these children have actually been at home for so long. And they told us to resume nursing. Don't resume anymore. And the online, we are, they, are, uh, they are telling um, schools to embark on. It's not working. It's not working at all. Mm. In my school, in the whole school, mm. we have over 100 pupils in my school. It's a private school. Mm. But those that are participating actively online in the whole school, mm. I'm in charge of the online. Mm. They are not, they are five. Wow. They are just five. Wow. In the whole school, that is from reception to year five. Wow. They are just five pupils in the whole school. Now tell me, five pupils in about over 100 children. Others, what are they doing? They are not doing anything. They are not gaining. Apart from those that are doing um, private, they have private lessons teachers and all that. Mm. Oh, if you are not doing this too, that means you are not participating at all. Mm. There is no plan for them at all. Mm-hmm. And these teachers, personally, for me, since February now, I've not received a dime. Since February till now. Wow. And, I mean, the whole thing is just messed up right now. I don't even know. The whole thing is just looking so crampy and, and, and nobody seems to know what... So, so would, you, would you prefer for, for schools to reopen and let's all risk the COVID? I mean, do you think that's a better, Panda, a better option? Panda, when the directive came mm. two weeks ago that school was to reopen in mm. August, um, the biopatrists called me and in fact, we started calling plumbers to fix um, the, 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 the pipes that were broken... Mm. The taps at the gates, we started putting everything in place. Mm. Uh, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Private schools are ready to open. Private schools are ready to open. Private schools, if you tell private schools to open tomorrow, if they don't have the money, they will borrow the money to put everything in place to make sure they open because they are private owners. Mm. The problem is that government schools cannot take care of their children. They cannot. Yeah. They have 100 in a class, 150 in a class. And their teachers are satisfied because they are receiving salaries. They are being paid. I have, I have teachers that have my friends that are teaching in, in, um, in public schools. Mm. They, are, they, they, they don't want to go back to school. Why? They are being paid at home and they are doing nothing. But private school teachers are at home and they are not being paid. So it is just a case of some people are enjoying why those... The private schools can open the, and they can function properly now under the guidelines and they will function effectively, mm. I'm telling you. But the problem is just with the government schools and it's the problem of the government because they cannot take care of their own. Andrew, thank you so much for calling me and all the best, yeah? All right, Lagos, we're going to uh, switch over to our third story. It's uh, 24 minutes to four. Don't forget, we're going to
to Bejuleki today. Let's find out what exactly is happening at a particular bus stop where a lot of you have called into the show to complain. From 4 p.m., that's when that conversation will happen. Your caretaker chairman is there. I'm talking about Chukudi Zugu. He's the caretaker chairman of Lagos. And he's there uh, to see for himself and report live right here on Hard Facts. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. The Big Three. The Big Three. On Hard Facts. On 99.3. Nigeria Info. Our third story is yet another child abuse case in Enugu. I told you last week about a woman who burned the child staying with her with irons and put two nails in her skull. Now we have another case. This time, it's a married couple that has been arrested. And the child that they battered is their own 12-year-old daughter. She's the biological daughter of the man and the stepdaughter of the woman. They were arrested on Friday for whipping her so badly that they left stripes on her body. If you're watching us on Facebook right now, you're seeing the picture for yourself. Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. You see the stripes on her back. It's a, it's a mess. It's a disaster. I saw that and it broke my heart. Now, in my opinion, there is absolutely no reason to beat up a child. In my opinion. And definitely no reason to leave marks on the, on the child's body. But do you know the reason that they were punishing this girl? She fell asleep while cutting onions at 10.30 at night. She fell asleep while cutting onions at 10.30 at night. A 12-year-old, a baby. She was tired while being made to work at almost 11 at night and fell asleep. And so her mother whipped her so badly that she bled with deep cuts all over her back. Look at it on our Facebook page, Nigeria Info 99.3. And she screamed so loudly that neighbors said, enough is enough. And they called the authorities. Because this was not the first time. The neighbors said that it was a very regular occurrence. This young girl receives frequent beatings, loud, painful abuse. And finally, the neighbors had enough. And the police have had enough as well. The Commissioner of Police in Enugu said that they're seeing far too many child abuse cases. And so they're going to make a serious example out of this couple to send a message. But clearly, it's not only Enugu that needs this message. All over Nigeria, we keep seeing adults mistreating children, battering them, torturing them, raping them, killing them, children in their care. Yesterday's big hard fact... We, we dedicated it to one aspect of child abuse, child labor and child slavery. That's what we did yesterday on The Big Hard Fact. You look at this girl in Enugu. She was in her parents' home. In her parents' home. And even then, she wasn't safe. Look at the picture before you call me. Go on Facebook if you have data. Go on YouTube if you have data. YouTube is Nigeria Info FM. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. See the picture for yourself. Look at her back. Look at it. Look at it. 
that happened to her in her parents' home. And even then, in the name of discipline, in the name of correction, they did that to her. What you're seeing on your screen, on your phone screen, on your computer screen. They brutalized her. She has marks on her back like somebody who is a slave. If you've seen slave pictures from African-American uh, history books, now so their back they be. And so Jesus' back be when they flog Jesus when he did do Stations of the Cross. And I want to understand the mindset that, that so many Nigerians have which let the, lets them do that to a child and feel perfectly okay with it. I mean, in other parts of the world, we see how they treat their children like eggs. Yes, there's child abuse everywhere, don't get me wrong. But it's more rampant here than in other places. And in those places, you have more people in the society who feel children should be protected and treated delicately. We seem to bully children. We don't want them to talk when others are talking. We chase them away. We're not patient when we correct them, even though they don't know their left from their right. And so they're bound to make mistakes. But we don't see it that way. We seem to see their mistakes as intentional, as wickedness. And so we lash out against these children. Children, the weakest people in our society. Even people who go to church, they're harming their children. People who read the Bible, the Quran, they're harming the children. The Bible that some of these people read says, if anybody harms a child, it is better for that person to be thrown, thrown into the sea. Those were the words of Jesus. We read that, but we still treat children like trash. And I, I, I want to understand why. What is it about our culture, our, our, our upbringing, our society that makes us treat children so roughly? Like, what is it? H how, do we, how do we start to change this behavior? And I know that you strongly believe spare not the rod so that you don't spoil the child. I know you strongly believe that thing. But did Jesus really mean, or the person that wrote that part in the Bible, did that person really mean that you should do it the way it's been done to the girl who is in that video? Like the person who, I'm, who you're watching on your screen right now, when they said, spare not the rod and spoil the child, was that what they meant? Or is there a line? Where is that line? What should that line be? Why do so many people use physical harm to correct and punish children? Is that one of the roots of the problem? Why are those people so impatient with children when they make mistakes? So impatient that they lose their cool and beat up or torture a child in a way that they wouldn't dream of doing to an adult. 0700-993-993-993. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. I'm trying to understand the mindset. 
WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM and uh, send us a message uh, on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. That's why we're streaming this conversation. And yes, you can still talk about our first and our second story. First story, I told you that the NMA is considering... Uh, um, disciplining the health commissioners in Kogi and Cross River. Our second story, we have children who may be out of school, more children who will join the other 10 million already out of school, according to Save the World, Save the Child International. We've got Abu on the line. Hello, Abu. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. How's life? Good, good. I have been enjoying your program since. Thank you. My own contribution is on the school reopening. Okay. Please, I personally don't support the disruption of the school. Okay. Remember there was a time last early, I think last year, mm. when something happened in the school, just one school mm. that everybody was running around, that the parent was shouting, shouting, ranking, everywhere, even Commissioner of Lagos State for Health came to the school. Just that for one school. If it now happens for the whole federation, what are we going to do? I personally, I feel for the private teachers. I know it's not easy. But notwithstanding, our health is more important than education. It's the person that is alive that we talk about book. But if you are not, how do you talk about book? So me, I personally, I support the federal government okay. for the step they have taken. They should wait a little bit. Let's get the. I mean, if there should be one thing or the other, I'm sure very soon will come up mm. that even if it happens, the student can use. It's, it's not easy. It's the parent that will bear the something, all these parents that are shouting now, and let them listen. When the thing happens, they will be abusing the government, federal government, and say, Why do you? And even if the people say, Resume, why don't you, as the federal government, stop it? That is my own contribution. God bless you. Bless you as well, Abu. Thank you so much for calling to make it. On WhatsApp, we've got um, this person who says, NMA should look at the too much power given to the governors by our constitution. Our governors don't listen to their special advisors or commissioners. We've got uh, somebody who says, it's a norm for those commissioners to behave like that because they are stooges who are appointed. Uh, not surprising that uh, this magnitude of poverty in the land, they are protecting their job. By the way, do we resign in Nigeria? Wenga is asking me. All right, let's talk to Eniola. Hello, Eniola. Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I would like to comment on the issue of um, the child um, beaten. Yes. Um, like you said, I try to respect your opinion based on not um beating children hello Niela? beating yeah i'm with you okay mm-hmm. i said i respect your opinion based on not um, seeing anything wrong i mean seeing something wrong in beating a child mm. but actually we should understand that um there are various degrees to which one can actually correct a certain child like mm. beating is actually a crime but the extent to which some people do is actually to the extreme mm. do you get my point okay Yes, it's to the extreme. Now, the Bible says, um, spare the rod and spoil the child. And it also says, use the rod to correct the child. Mm. Most times, when people correct the child, they don't actually tell the child the reason for that certain correction. They just beat. That is just how it is. We should also try to show.
show the child that okay, this is the certain reason why I beat you, or this is why I am correcting. Now, 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 can you tell me what amount of beating is appropriate? Because you know, when you say uh, beat the child, that is such an ambiguous thing, right? So, like, what extent, you know? Sorry about that, Eniola. Honestly, like, what's the extent? How far should the person go with it? Hello, sir. Thank you for calling. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. How are you? Very well. Uh, my name is Smart. Welcome, Smart. Go ahead. Yes. Um, about the discipline of the child. Mm-hmm. 1992, when I left service, I stopped over in Anambra, serving job. I came back to Anambra and um, I was in my cousin's house. Um, it's like a public house. So I spotted this eating of a child thing in a family. Okay. Um, that little child should be like 10 then. She will be the last to go to bed. I will be the first to wake up at 5 a.m. to prepare the man of the house to go to work. Okay. Why the wife will be in bed? On bed, so on a daily basis, she will get her eating. So when I notice this, I call my cousin. So what's going on here? Is that how long has this been going on? And you guys are quiet. I said, I don't know what to do. So I know what to do. When the man came back one day, I called him and I asked him, "Do you know that this has been going on in your house for as long as I've been here? You know, I've not been. It's not been long. I came." Hmm. Say you don't know. Say call your wife. I'm a different human being. I just came in here, and if you didn't stop, the police station is not far from here. Hmm. It might not be my you might think that it's not my business, but I am going to take it up by myself and report you guys. Hmm. Yes. And he thought I was joking. I did. Good. Without wasting time, I did. Good. I found them. The police came. Good. They registered it, arrested a woman, and I told them that if you know that this young lady is not supposed to be with you as a helper in the house, send her back to her owner, her parents. Do you know that between 1992 and 2010, I went to a hospital to have a surgery. She happened to be a nurse in the hospital, that little child. She recognized me, I didn't. Oh. Between 1992 and 2010, I had a surgery in a hospital. She was a nurse, having nothing in that hospital. I don't know what is wrong with my enable people, but I, if I find out or if I happen to see things like that happen around me, God bear me with me. I'll take it up by myself. I will do that. And the next thing I'm going to do is to make sure that family will go into a very long time because of that. Well, thank you for being, thank you for for calling, and thank you for being a kind Nigerian. We need more people like you. Because to be honest, I, what I want to understand is what it is about our culture, about our upbringing, about our society that makes us treat children so roughly. Children are the weakest people in the society. Why do we treat them so roughly? Augustine, are you still there? Hello. Hello. Welcome. Good afternoon, Sandra. My name is Augustine. Yes. Welcome. Hello, Augustine. 
Um, actually, in my opinion, mm. um, the first reason for me is just is sheer wickedness. I tried calling it yesterday, it's wickedness. Okay. And secondly, um, it's power play. Why is it power play? Is this, uh, although we are fond of blaming the government, and one of the problems is that it relieves us of responsibility. We blame the government, but one question is, one thing is this, I've discovered that there's a trend whereby each person who has a level of authority, maybe by age difference, mm-hmm. you find out that you're older than somebody, you want to prove to that person that you are more powerful mm. than the person. So we apply this oppression. And because of we, 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 we are not people focused on acquiring knowledge, acquisition of knowledge, because mm. when you acquire knowledge, you can't have four children and all of them will behave the same way. Mm. Some might be melancholic, others might be choleric and what have you. Mm. We need knowledge and, and wisdom to be able to manage them effectively. And so as a result of that, we're having a lot of mentally unstable people. Oh, oh. no. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, I would say call back, but unfortunately we're out of time. Let me talk to Samuel, who's already here. Hello, Samuel. Yeah, hi. It's Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, um, I'm Samuel calling from Yaba. Welcome. Yeah, um, I would like to touch a bit on um, both uh, the last two issues. Yes, go ahead. I'm starting here yeah, from the most recent. I would, I would say it's um, a belief system, yeah, because most of us are too spiritual. We tend to like focus on the Bible, uh, spread the word, or spread each other. I don't know how to put it, but mm. there are certain degrees where we do things. I once lived with a man, and I'm the husband, while disciplining the child. Actually, beat the child as he was fighting with his mother at the garage. I'll be like, uh, kids of nowadays don't need, um, even I think the more you beat them, the more um, things, because it got up to a point, the doctor was telling me, ah, pata pata, I will beat my I will die. Mm. So I think they're already used to the beating. So I think once you talk to them, um, the, there's a way someone comes down to that level. I think they tend to uh, listen more and um, pay more attention and correct themselves when you actually talk to them and let them know what they're doing is actually bad. And um, moving on to the issue of um, schools reopening. I would say there are a lot of complexities in it because speaking of both public and private schools now, I would say what happens whereby um, while the school is in session, a private school teacher in charge of over 150 students mm. um, actually contacts the virus. Mm. They stay away from school for two weeks in isolation. <laughs> I mean, so many of these um, pupils or students go mm-hmm. to somebody who might have been infected, even some of them in, in the school bus. Some of them play different routes to mm-hmm. come to school. Mm-hmm. So I think it's actually um, putting our lives on the line. These kids are our future. So we shouldn't trade their, um, their, their life over academics, which we can still acquire at any age. Mm. Well, thank you, Samuel, for calling to make it on the show. I appreciate it. On Twitter, all of us are castigating these health commissioners for not being professional by playing to the governor's commands. Who among you, including Madam Sandra, can do otherwise? Considering the huge benefit attached to their offices, let us not be hypocritical. Even the enemy president cannot. Hmm. All right. Lucky Mikoya said that on Twitter. Well, Lucky tells us who he is. We've got huge digital marketing who says health commissioners without values cannot resign. Grace Oladejo on Twitter says, I don't think government helping private school owners to pay their workers will work at all. Even if miracle happens and government truly gives NAPS the money, you seriously think those school owners will truly hand over the money to their workers and teachers? Nope. Not in this Nigeria.
Hmm. Oh, wow. Adekpo Drew Abdul Wahid says, For me, I'll be very glad if the NMA as a body can sanction those health commissioners for putting the lives of millions of citizens at various states at risk. I see no reason why they should be fi- found not guilty unless the body wants to play politics with the issue. Sanusi Idris says, I don't know the joy they actually derive from beating children. Um... No, no, actually, he says, I don't know the joy they actually derive from such act. They are not the ones sponsoring the health activities and spendings, and yet they refuse to say the truth. What if worse happens and people begin to die in mass? I pray God helps us in this nation. We've got Imatozie who says, um, they really... They really have to discipline them because lies by government officials is the very thing bringing America to its knees. Okay. Somebody's asking how they can listen to um, our show when they miss it, when they're in other towns. You can listen online, NigeriaInfo.fm. We also have a podcast. Hard Facts is now available as a podcast. So every day at the end of each show, you can search on your favorite uh, podcast app or podcast service and listen to hard facts online we've got on facebook uh james abiola who says sandra our value system is dead our government uh, makes it worse and a lot of us have mental problems as a result of bad governance i am not defending the madness anyway that's on Facebook. We've got a lot more comments on Facebook. If you get on Facebook, you read it for yourself. I am Sandra Ezekwesili. 